Welcome to Hanji House, the podcast where we discuss the future of Korean culture. I'm one of your co-hosts, Michael Lee, and I'm joined by, of course... Hi, I'm the other co-host, Rook Kim. And first off, Happy New Year, everyone. It's 2017, and it's that time of the year where we think about... The New Year's resolution. The New Year's resolution. Your new wishes and goals. How you're going to change your life for the better. How are you going to get rid of all your yep. bad habits. How are you going to make a brighter future for yourself and the people around you, of course. It is that time of the year, the first couple of weeks of January. So as we think of our personal New Year's resolutions, we wanted to dedicate this podcast to the idea of progress. The idea of progress within Korean society, Korean culture, the Korean country, the peninsula, uh, and, and all of us that are connected by this idea of Korean identity. To give you guys a quick update from last episode, we talked about the impeachment of President Park, and that officially happened from the congressman. But we are still waiting for the Constitutional Court to formally decide whether she's going to be suspended or not. So now with a series of congressional investigations, it's become almost a witch hunt to find out Mm -hmm. who was connected to President Park during this time, who knew what, how all these systems worked, where this information was coming from, how much money was circulating. And at Hunzik House, our biggest concern is as we indict more and more of these people, it's almost as if we're cutting off the heads of the Hydra these snakeheads, and we're afraid that once you cut one off, another one will sprout into place, especially with the new elections coming up later this year. And we see, because of the scope of this scandal, that it's not just a ragtag group of corrupt people or criminals or whatever. A lot of these people don't feel like they're even in the wrong, but they're all embroiled in this because the system, the system allows a lot of these people to exploit Korean society, Korean politics, Korean economics. And we're afraid that Progress won't really happen because people will just be replaced by other people who will act in similar ways. We've seen this time and time again in Korean history over the last couple decades, politician after politician or corporate director after corporate director performing the same acts, taking advantage of the system. That being said, Koreans are not accustomed to look at the big picture, but they focus on the little details and the little events so much that we are not so aware of what's really going on in terms of systematical issue. Mm-hmm. Also, the limitation of this protest is the fact that pretty much all the citizens from South Korea were involved in it, but young generations that are in college. So when you think of all the protests from 1970s that, are, that happened in Korea, there are so many college student groups that came out to protest. But this year, there's not that many younger participations because they have to take midterms and finals. They, that, was, that was mentioned in one of the Korean news too. Our generation were grown up with the idea of uh, you just need to study, mm-hmm. um, we are going to provide everything. That's like Korean parents' mindset. Mm-hmm. So we have this attitude of when there's something happened, we don't know how to take actions. And over the last couple of years, we've seen a lot of events happen in Korea that I think, that I believe, affect people of our generation and younger the most. That includes all the way back 2014, this Hell Ferry incident, where the companies and the government is are still restricting access, and really not protecting its younger citizens. All the way up to these acts of sexual violence, of harassment, the murder that happened in Gangnam against women. These are concerns that young people have to start being aware of, talking about, trying to make changes, whether on an individual or collective scale, because we are the ones most affected by this. We are the ones in most economic shift who have the most uneasy ground as the country develops into the future. And if we're not involved... We won't have a say. And that's ultimately why 
this scandal happened is because we as citizens were not involved enough, we're not invested enough in how the country was run. Korea has been an interesting example to watch because just like America, it becomes more apparent that in these societies, the more power that you have, whether it's money or political power, social influence, the more power you have, like Che Sun-shil, the more influence you can have on making the very rules that can benefit you personally. But it's different from the U.S. in a way that the big corporations in Korea grew as the country grew mm-hmm. together. Right. So our government, uh, the past governments focused so much on growing those companies that have had potentials that became Samsung, Hyundai, LG. We nationally put so much effort towards those companies and there are small companies that are linked to those big corporations. So it's really hard to disrupt that kind of power. And we're seeing more and more that this abuse of power is being done by these conglomerates, these really large organizations, corporations, institutions. And it's increasingly more difficult for the general public, unless millions of them take to the streets, to, like Ryu said, disrupt that power. So my question is that it's the same with the U.S. too. There are limited things that you can do. It comes down to this frustration of how much of this action that we can take when power is really constrained. Right, especially in a society that we call democratic. Right. Uh, in Korea, we still use the word the Republic of Korea because we're voting these people into office, these educated, mm-hmm. well-spoken, well-positioned people, and we're relying on them. We're relying on them to make smart decisions on our behalf. I think that's the most critical point, right. the, the fact that we are relying on them instead of us considering them to manage power for us. I, yeah. I understand completely. It's we, we have an obligation that in these to constantly engage the people that we elect into office. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why we have things like community board meetings or PTA meetings in the U.S. Because the people that we entrust with power, we have to constantly keep in check because mm-hmm. that power corrupts. Right. It's not that corrupt people we accidentally voted into power. A lot of these politicians probably early on in their careers – they show no signs of large-scale corruption. When you're in the position, you exactly. act in certain way. Right. And a perfect example is when the Seo Ferry incident occurred and the vice president went down and the reporters yeah, were asking right. Yeah, the, the reporters were asking him what they're gonna do, why, why are they doing this? They caught him basically cursing them out, saying something to the effect of, Why are these little animals bothering me or whatever? Yeah, that's the attitude that's that the attitude they that's the attitude that, that, sometimes. Exactly. I mean that's the same with the U.S. too. That's the same with the U.S. to a certain extent, yes. <laughs> Evaluation of leadership should be talked about amongst our generation. Especially in Korea, let's take, for example, the idol and K-pop industry. When you see an actor or a musician or a mm-hmm. performer who's good-looking, they're tall, they speak well, they have a good insang or presentation of themselves, we give them an automatic benefit of the doubt that yeah. they're a nice person, that they, that of course, they would never do anything wrong. We we take for literal face value that they're a good person. And, when, and then we put trust in them. Right. And when scandals occur, like when they cheat on their wives or they post naked photos, we're blown away. <laughs> yeah. Yet we, we know, especially from American society, that when you're in these certain positions of leadership or fame or wealth, 
it tends to corrupt you, not necessarily in a really bad way all the time, but it, it changes and distorts the way you look at the world. Mm-hmm. And so to take that same application of, let's say, an actor and apply that to a politician, we vote a lot of politicians in because they're well-spoken, they're educated, they have a lot of good specs, they have a good an, uh, existing resume. And yet when things like this happen, we're shocked and we fight back. Rather than understanding... These systems are, are what are dangerous, and we have to constantly engage them and make sure that the people that we vote into power aren't using that power to take advantage of us. That's exactly what happened here. In theory, yes. But encouraging that engagement mm-hmm. in Korean society is really tough. Again, we are so used to hearing things like, oh, don't worry about anything, but just to focus and study, getting good grades and going to good companies. To us, this engagement is very superficial. It's superficial, almost non-existent in exactly. Korea, uh, especially for younger people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, older Our people. Generations. Yeah, all the older people are retired, and they have the time, and the room, and and the wisdom to fight back against some of these things. But we have this sort of step back, look at the bigger picture, and understand why why these things occur. But also, and probably more importantly, why we let them occur to a certain extent. Why are we not paying attention? Why have we been trained? Uh, and a big reason of why we present this topic also in English because although it is applicable in the U.S. and to Korean Americans, the more important thing is can we get this message across to young Koreans in the country? And one of the concerns that I see more and more our generation is relying on social media so much to show our political affiliation or our interest in this kind of event. Our former action has been just checking in Facebook or sharing this article. I think that's another limitation that we have to really evaluate. And especially in Korea, if, if you can speak or read a little bit of Korean, if you read what people write on uh, news article Facebook threads, for example, we say tekul, right? Comments. Uh, the comment section. Uh, you can tell that young people have really, really strong opinions on a lot of these issues. And the the same problem with social media is people of certain demographics, including young people specifically, don't really have a platform in which they can act on. That's what the bigger problem is for me personally, that you have some opposition to an idea or to a certain group of people or an institution But there are no ways to really act on that other than your comments and your likes online, which mean and amount to very, very little uh, for most issues. So the question is for Hanchik House, how do we bring progress, not just on a big scale, because we saw with the protests of 1.5 million people in the streets in Korea, in Seoul, that change can happen at a really big scale. We can mobilize. That's our power. What we have to start to consider is how do we do that on a daily or weekly basis, on a monthly basis, on other topics that we're engaged in? How do we become more aware of the problems that really affect our lives all the time, including sexual violence, including stress in society? How do we grow activist in our country? How do we grow a little bit of activism? Yeah. How can we change these things? Because we saw we have the, pro- we have the power to take down a president. That means we have the same power to take down corrupt tackle every social issue that's in Korea. The problem is a lot of those issues just we're not engaging with. We know we are educated on, we can speak on it a little bit, but we don't know how to really 
deal with it. You don't feel it under their skin. Right. Yeah, you have no intimate interaction with those problems. Isn't that weird? Because we are all Koreans in one peninsula, and something happens, it feels like your neighbor's story, but it's not yours. Right. Yeah. But to a certain extent, and I don't want to sound negative, Koreans are also kind of trained not to take care of their neighbors. Not historically, but capitalism was the major driving factor for our country's development. We are so focused on our own agenda, so we don't really care about others anymore. Right. And so there... There's one idea that we would like to leave you with, and we can engage with you further on this conversation, but it's, okay, how do we make progress? You, as a single listener, how do we make progress? And for me, there's two ways, especially after this U.S. election, I've learned that we can make progress. One is obviously your vote. What you vote on, what you choose, who you engage with, that has political influence. Second, and this might be more important, you vote with your actions, and more specifically, your wallet. In Korea, economic your, your economic vote. <laughs> and if, if you are fed up with the way Samsung is making phones that blow up and are corrupting our political system in Korea, don't buy Samsung phones. Now, I know it's a lot more difficult than that, especially in Korea. Uh, we take a lot of these things for granted, but there are ways. For example, the, the, the example I always use is with the recent Dakota pipeline scandal mm-hmm. where everyone was protesting. They were drilling into, yep. they were fracking in... Uh, They were fracking in preserved land. A lot of people, especially celebrities, came out and said, okay, if you're an individual and you can't go to that area to protest, or if you can't send money to that area, then on your own personal scale, go to the banks, let's say, like Bank of America or Chase, and divest your money. Take your money out of your bank accounts. Move it somewhere else. You mean the banks that were affiliated with Dakota Pipeline? With with the pipeline, yeah, to, to, to clarify. And in that way, you are showing those companies that you don't agree with those policies. You don't agree with their actions That's and really their stance. That's really powerful action. That's a very, very powerful action. Right. So even if you have a hundred bucks in the bank account or a couple thousand dollars or your life savings, think about how your daily life – and again, this is something we're not used to because we just follow what other people do and we're so used to using certain systems and we're very comfortable. But really analyze what you eat what you buy, how you spend your money, where you put your money, where you spend your time, how you talk about things, that really has a cumulative impact on how our society works. The both side of the world has been very confusing past few months, but we really want to act on these issues and feel like this is our obligation. That's why Hansh Kaus has brought on this topic a few times. But most importantly, we want to hear what you think as well and what kind of actions have you take or what kind of things that you advocate that you want to share with. So as always, tell us what you think on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Thank you for listening. Happy New Year's again. And this is <laughs> Rukim and Michael Lee from Hanshik House looking for a new Korean future together.